One of my favorite things that you do, and I think it's in, like, the last episode, when you're, like, really confused by something, you, like, turn into an anime character. You're like, uh, 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 uh. Throw them back. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, in real life. Welcome back to the Shaken Not Scared podcast. Here with you as always, your host Eric and Vivi. Today we're going to be talking about the 1998 movie Ring or Ringu, directed by Hideo Nakata. But before we get into that, how are you, Vivi? I think it's just pronounced Ring. Yeah, I don't know. There's a U at the end, so I just didn't want there to say the a, wrong title. <laughs> I looked at some websites and it seems like it's just pronounced Ring. Really? But it's conflicting. We'll just go with <laughs> Okay, the Ring. The Ring. <laughs> I'm tired of shit. Yeah, I, I fell asleep on the couch. We were supposed to start recording forever ago. It's and, okay. Uh, I figured you needed all the energy you could get to get through this episode. Before we jump into the movie, do you want to talk about what creepy content we've consumed? Yeah. Jesus. Okay. I've lately been obsessively watching this YouTuber that Yessie actually recommended because she said that for as long as I lived at home, I was always watching true crime stuff and she would always hear it. She would not like it. She would always find it super annoying, actually. It wasn't her thing. So she said that like this is the first YouTuber who like captured her attention about it. Her name and her channel name is Eleanor O'Neill. She's from the UK and she covers so many UK cases that I've never heard about before. And they're like not the big famous ones that everyone knows about and everyone covers. It's pretty unknown cases. So that's been helping me get through work. She has so much content. Like I try to follow her TikToks and I'm just like, damn, I got to go to the beginning because she has so many stories. That's awesome. Any notable ones yet? Oh, there's one case that I did know about, but I, I forgot about it. It's where the mom claims that her daughter was kidnapped and in reality she kidnapped her daughter and orchestrated an entire like manhunt but yeah what have you been watching i thought you were gonna bring up fear street well i didn't bring it up because i didn't know if uh, you didn't have anything else <laughs> to talk about <laughs> why because it's only been like one day last episode i think we talked about reading the twisted ones and i finally started it i haven't gotten too deep into what's going on yet but it is pretty creepy the other thing that's not very creepy but that i actually watched all the way through today was masters of the universe revelation i don't know if it's a remake or a just a new, new take on the original it's funny because a lot of the names are punny. There's a character who's a villain. Her name is Evil Lynn. And there's also a cat. His name is Cringer, but because he's a scaredy cat. And then when he turns into like the super powered one, his name is Battle Cat. It's so toy-esque, if that makes any sense. Very clearly made for like toys. And I saw them at Target actually today. It's like the episodes got released today and they're already at Target. Damn. I even saw a spoiler. One of the toys was something that gets revealed in episode five, which is the last episode of the, of the guest part one. <laughs> Way to go, Target. Yeah, thanks, Target for all the <laughs> fucking spoilers i was just waiting for it to come up too because i was like all right well this is a toy so i'm assuming it's so gonna it happen yeah. yeah i won't say spoilers okay. in case you want to watch it but fear street i know you had tons of feelings i tweeted about it because i said yeah. vivi had a lot to say <laughs> yeah we finally got to sit down and watch the first one 1994 i think literally when we're done recording we're gonna go watch 1978 70 something part two <laughs> yeah part two yeah i did have feelings i know it's just the first one again we're behind because they're all out already i didn't love the main character there was some great stuff about it for sure it's like this weird blend between being campy horror like for teens 
and then it got gory out of nowhere. I guess spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. You think it's gonna be one way and then that no one really dies that you care about, but like it actually does end up happening. And I think knowing that there are books written by R.L. Stein who wrote Goosebumps, this was his like attempt of like a, a young adult audience. It does have like a Goosebumps vibe to it. Once these got popular, I saw that they were books and I didn't know, but I didn't know who they were by. Mm -hmm. You told me they were by R.L. Stein and I was like, it kind of ruined my expectations because I immediately thought it's going to be cheesy. The stakes aren't so high because it's R.L. Stein. Yeah, that makes sense. like R.L. Stein's Goosebumps books, the characters never really like die or anything like or that. Or they do, but it's like off screen or open ended. Characters you don't like or something. So the stakes were lowered for me, but the movie definitely surprised me. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were probably aware of some of the tropes that they were referencing and also just like trying sure. to be surprised. We were watching it and like pointing out like that's a scene from Scream. That's a scene from Friday the 13th. That's like, literally Jason. That's literally fucking Jason. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm not saying it's not good. I didn't like the main character because I felt like she was kind of like emotionally manipulative of her girlfriend. I also felt attacked because she was so came, angry. Well, we came from the south side of Chicago and there's always been this notion that because you're from the south side, you're probably trash. Not true. I mean, unless you think we're trash, I guess kind of true, but <laughs> we're a little trashy. But the fact that there's Sunnyvale and uh, what's the other one called? Dark Side? What was it called? Shady Shady Side or Shadyville? <laughs> Shady. I don't know, but it was Shadyville and Sunnyside. You told me that it was Arl Stein's attempt at a social commentary, possibly. But the whole premise is that nothing happens on Sunnyville's side, and um, yeah, they have like no problems. Yeah, and then on the shady side, everything happens. And I would immediately assume that people on the sunny side are killing people on the shady side. So it is shady side and Sunnyvale. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I would also assume that the elite are the ones perpetrating the murders. It usually is. <laughs> Think about it. In the it. real world. Yeah. There's a lot of drugs on the rich side. Make you crazy. I'm make serious. you murder people. I remember going to college and never really knowing this because, you know, you grow up in the, yeah, in the area that you grow up in. And there are certain problems already in your area. And then once you expand from that area, I think when I went to college, I met people who were from the suburbs of Chicago Different and there was like huge life. cocaine problems. I was yes. like, Jesus, we never had that. We had weed. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I think I tell this story all the time, but not until I entered like my first corporate job did I find out that people are actually out there doing the damn thing. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this isn't just in movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> I used to work at a hotel and people who would show up at a certain very expensive restaurant next door would always come up to me and ask me for cocaine. Is that racist? Why did they expect you to know? You're not white. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was thinking in the reverse. It was always white males who asking were asking for cocaine. Yeah. Well, you're the bellhop. You're supposed to have the hookups. Real uh, quick, I want to mention, we are going to be on a live stream tomorrow by the time this is released. Oh, yeah. With we Nightmare on Free Street. Woo! Woo! We're pretty excited. If you guys want to check it out, we'll probably post the link somewhere in the description and then somewhere on our socials so you guys can check it out should be at 6 p.m central time join us get drunk <laughs> yes it's a thirsty thursday so bring your cocktail i think they do a live chat too so if you want to like message and say things and come tell and us whatnot. we suck yeah yeah or be nice for once <laughs> or for once be good people <laughs>
Just kidding. Awesome. Stay tuned. Anything else? No, I think that's it for creepy content. Let's start our drink segment. Bear with us as we continue to make nasty named cocktails. Nasty looking. Was also another tough one. You just spilled it I just it spilled all. it all over the table. The girl's going to come out of there and just eat you up. She doesn't even eat people. That's the wrong <laughs> reference. So this one's called The Well Water. Got the idea from the scene where they go to take the water out of the well. And the water literally looks like this. It's yeah. uh, very murky green mud. Water. What's in it? It's got sake. It's got honey, lime juice, matcha, and also coffee liqueur. Experimented a little bit because you were thrown back by the lime juice. It sounds gross to mix with coffee, but I guess we should try it. It's also very watered down by now. Oh, I'm nervous. I gave you tiny ice. You did give me tiny You hate ice. it so much that you spilled it before you drank it. It looks like barf on the table. Hmm. It is a very coffee-flavored drink. Huh. The silence. Well, because I really like it. <laughs> oh. You don't like it? It's good. It definitely tastes better than I thought it would. It looks yeah, awful. bringing it to your face right before you sip is like, oh no, this is going to be nasty. I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you hate it? Do you like it? No, it's it's good. It's not terrible. It's like, it tastes like lemony tea. Okay, right? I barely even noticed a second. You could taste it for sure. A little bit, yeah. But I barely noticed it. Yeah, I'm going to give it three out of five. That's pretty good. Seeing as I spilled a lot of it on the table. That's the two that you didn't give it right there on the table. Yeah. <laughs> I give it a three and a half. Cheers. You were not very excited about this. I was one. not. You're like, let's move on. Listen, I don't want this drink. when we post it, you're going to see why. It looks like butt. Well, it's the butt water that they were swimming in at the end of this movie. Decomp water. Ooh, should put hair in it. Or just I've collect all your hair like, from the bathroom. Stop it. it. Garnish with Vivi's hair. No, do not come to my house looking for my hair, you <laughs> serial killer. I've seen a drink like that where I think it's like a beet and it looks like hair. Mm. I'll show it to you later. Noodles. Noodles. <laughs> now that you're done drinking your well water. What are the facts? I will say that typically when we pick movies, we know like a little bit about them going in. I've never seen the original. I've seen the 2002 American remake. I think I'd seen this one before, but I was a kid and didn't remember anything. I always thought it was just a bunch of deaths and that's it. It's actually a different storyline. They kind of start out similar, but the American version really deviates into a different story plot, I feel. I thought it was going to be maybe a little hard to find facts on it because obviously we're in the States. Most of the facts they're going to give me is on the American version, but mm -hmm. I was able to find some interesting stuff. Yeah, you were so. laughing over there. Jealous. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ring is the highest grossing horror film ever in Japan. Ever? Till this day, as wow. far as... I can find on the internet. I also apologize because I am going to butcher these names. Eric's a little better at the pronunciation, but I am going <laughs> to completely so? westernize them. It's because I watch a lot of sub. So Sadako may seem to us like a novel and original idea for a horror film, but in reality, she is a very common urban legend in Japanese horror tales. She is an onryo, a vengeful spirit often represented in a white burial kimono, white and indigenous face paint, and having unkept long dark hair. They are usually women and commonly returned from the dead and act vengeance on those who have wronged them in life. So she's a pretty common urban legend. Sadako is actually a cultural icon in Japan since she's featured in one of the most popular and financially successful horror films in Japan. She's become a horror icon similar to what Freddy Krueger is to the U.S., Nearly two decades since the film's initial release, she is still a pop culture icon, going so far as to throw the first pitch at certain baseball games as early as like 2012. It's <laughs> funny because there's an image of her throwing a baseball. That's hilarious. 
Apparently, the character has references to Kabuki theater. The actress who plays her comes from a Kabuki theater. And the way the ghost girl moves is known as buto, a form of dance that comes about after World War II. It is notoriously difficult to define the style of dance and was created to specifically avoid being stuck in a certain style. It includes grotesque imagery, absurdities, and is performed in white body makeup with slow, deliberate movement which you can definitely see when in the final scene that mm. she's coming out of the TV. Do you want to know how they achieve that effect of her coming out of the TV? A screen. I don't know. <laughs> they filmed it backwards and then played it forwards. So it's her going into the TV yes. instead? <laughs> that sounds more difficult. It really does. It was filmed by her walking backwards in the jolting, jarring way that we see throughout the whole film to achieve this effect. It's also not the actress's eye that is shown at the end. It's not even a woman it's a male crew member oh no <laughs> just to kind of make her look more daunting i thought they made it be put a person upside down because the amount of white that's in the eyeball and it's so much black space yeah i thought maybe it was somebody looking up and they just filmed it upside down but that's cool that guy's just got some creepy eyes <laughs> <laughs> seriously can you imagine working on a movie and they're like your eyes are terrifying let's Getting put it on in. camera get this guy on the camera and finally one of the main themes in this film is the dangers of boredom which i hmm. feel is really like I don't know too much about Japanese culture but I do feel like they value like work ethic and doing things that are productive so the film basically is a cautionary tale of whatever you do while you're bored is slowly killing you so do something because it's boredom boredom is what causes Tomoko and her friends to watch the video in the first place and why Reiko goes down the rabbit hole to discover what killed her niece I wouldn't have guessed that from the movie but yeah it's a good point there was also themes of patriarchal subjugation of women in modern Japan. Right. I think we see that very subtly in the scene where they don't even believe that she's got ESP. It's like a room full of men and they just immediately dismiss that this person is psychic. Yeah. They're like, it's not possible. Which I I didn't do too much research. That portion of the story is based on a real woman. I feel like I've heard something like this before. Where they tried to do a study on her, but she was discovered to be a fraud and committed suicide a year later from Mm. the ridicule. Which is kind of what happens in this. A little bit. Well, it's your turn to do the speed run. Ready? No. Here we go. No. <laughs> Hold on. Let me take a, a sip. Maybe it'll help me. You're going to take a sip of that bottle because you're going to fail right now. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Go. Okay. We open on these two schoolgirls um, talking about a video where if you watch it, you get a phone call later saying you'll die in seven days. The girl's like, I just watched this video. Next scene, bam, girl's killed. Um, we find out that she has a aunt and nephew who the story follows after that. So the kid's kind of creepy. He's like an adult as a child, whatever. And the aunt's investigating. She's a journalist, so she's investigating the rumor of this video. And she's taking um, like interviews and stuff like that. And then she finds out that her niece actually watched this video. So she actually finds it and watches it too. And obviously she gets a creepy call saying she's going to die. Uh, she goes on this long journey with her ex-husband for some freaking reason. Shows him the tape because she made a copy of it. And they're going everywhere trying to figure out the story of this girl. This girl was, like, murdered by her dad and her mom had psychic powers. So she, like, created this vengeful video that is spreading everywhere and her son watches it. So, like, the the, the journalist's son watches it. So she's trying to, like, ah, I was almost done. <laughs> no, you weren't. Yes, I was. I was just going to say. So it was just going to say. So, like, they think they break the curse and they don't. Fuck. <laughs> 
been a while since we've I, done I a took way too long talking about what do you want to how shout creepy out? the sun is. I don't know. <laughs> I want to say surprise me, but then you were gonna surprise me with something gross. Give me more sake. I hate you. <laughs> do you want me to take one with you? Yes. Oh man, that's not fair though. That just means that we're always gonna take a shot. So if one of us fails, we both fail. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like marriage. Cheese. Ugh. Love that. Why do we take shots of that? Is this balloon even good? No. Well, it's cheap. It's like $20. That's disgusting. Up. It is pretty disgusting, huh? I don't think we're going to buy that again. <laughs> <laughs> Hot tip. If the tequila hurts when you're drinking it or taking a shot, it's not good. Or so the tipsy bartender says. And he's a professional. All right. Well, you failed. So <laughs> are you ready failure. for the IMDb overview? Yeah. Okay. A reporter and her ex-husband investigate a cursed videotape that is rumored to kill the viewer seven days after watching it. Wow, I could have summarized it way <laughs> faster. I mean, it says nothing. They watched the video and then they tried to figure it out. A week later. It took a week to get back That's what to this it. movie is. I am excited to cover this one because I haven't seen it. And I remember the American one being such a huge deal when I was growing up. I remember that the kids would always confuse the grudge and the ring. Well, they have similar movie monster figures. Two different iconic calling cards, though. So, like, the ring was always the in seven days mm -hmm. from the American one. You mm -hmm. don't hear any of that in this one. No, you don't. But then the grudge was always that clicking fry voice, mm -hmm. you know? Tina Belcher voice. Ugh. I haven't eaten it and I've kept drinking this. Okay, I, I actually really like this. I'm going to up it until four. <laughs> yeah? Okay, good. Yeah. It looks awesome. awful, but yeah. it's pretty good. Give it a drink. But, all right, do you want me to start? It basically starts off like you said. Tamako and Masami are hanging out. Tamako tells Masami about a time that she was hanging out with friends at a cabin. They watched a video. The video was strange. Watched it all the way through and the phone rang. The phone call said something about within a week, they're going to die. That's the only time I think we reference any sort of call that actually says something like that because yes. later we get phone ringing, but never the seven no days voices. thing that the American yeah. does. Which I remember being really creepy. Please. Well, because it's like whispered. But so she tells the story and so Masami's like, no way. Yeah. And she's, and like, she's yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah, just kidding. <laughs> but no, I'm serious. I did. This opening sequence <laughs> bounces back between being suspenseful and ah, we're just kidding. And then like being suspenseful again. A lot. <laughs> Well, I think it's just Tamako is having trouble accepting that it's possible. If this happened to you, I mean, I think it'd be difficult to believe or disbelieve if it's true or not, right? It's fucking weird. I don't know if this is going to happen, but it's day seven today. Let's find out if it is or not. Yeah, you which know? is kind of <laughs> like what happens because they're laughing and the phone rings. And then one of the friends turns to the other and is like, today is seven days. And they're like, yeah. And then, haha, it's her mom calling. The TV behind her starts to turn on. She's weirded out by it. She goes to turn it off and all we get is this freeze frame of her turning around and being afraid which is how everyone who quote-unquote dies in this movie kind of dies, dies. Yeah, yeah it's a freeze frame in gray you don't actually see except towards the end yes one particular murder so the reporter who we later find out to be tamako's aunt reiko is interviewing a group of high school students about the urban legend myth of this film it was in the newspaper this couple had died in their car we realized that note of the friends who died in the car is important later on. After the interviews, Reiko rushes to her office. And she talks to this guy who seems to be I'm her assistant. Yeah, I'm assuming it's her assistant. The guy's like, well, that's kind of weird. Did someone actually die from watching this video? And he tells the story of a pop idol who had killed herself and people started to see her on TV. He's trying to make sense that it's just something weird that has happened in the past. She actually reaches for a newspaper in her office to look at the obituary 
obituary kind of crime report section of it. And she does find that a young couple was found in a car dead. And she turns to her assistant and is like, hey, can you investigate where these kids went to school and who mm. they were? He's like, okay, yeah, I could totally do that. But weren't you supposed to like be home already? And this is where we get the scene of her rushing home to her son. They're getting ready for a funeral. Yoichi's a very awkward kid. He is... Awkward to us. Again, hilarious. It's not... The film emphasizes that he is mature for his age because he's like kind of taking care of his mom. He's like set out her clothes and things like that. There was one point where I'm like, that kid has a 40 hour a week job. He's so serious. He's got to pick out his 401k plan. <laughs> they head to the funeral. This is where you find out that it's the funeral for Tamako. We find out that Yoichi and Tamako were really close. So they were cousins and they would play a lot. At the funeral, she's kind of investigating, asking friends nearby. Well, another are approaching her because I'm assuming since she's a reporter others are asking her what have you found about what happened her to her because what did the autopsy say well I don't know it just says that she died suddenly it's like well is there anything on the body no so there's a lot of oddities that are surrounding this death I don't know if it's her aunt or somebody at the funeral also says it's very strange it's a closed casket funeral I think it's her mother so the grandmother of Tomoko in the American version I think it's more dramatized the way that people look after they die because they're face is like stretched like frozen in fear kind of that's immediately what i thought of when they said it was a closed casket funeral is probably because her face is stuck that way reiko finds the girls outside because she gets a call from okazaki yes okazaki is her assistant also found the high school way to date this movie because 1998 it's still pretty early on to have a cell phone and it's not like a massive cell phone like the 80s i thought exactly the same thing my parents definitely had this type of cell small phone. yeah okay. no no it wasn't small i like distinctly remember like my parents first cell phones were like the big ass ones no nokia? no 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 no, no. <laughs> they were nokia they did look pretty large and they had the antenna still mm. which is what she has going on that she had didn't see the internet. I yeah. was actually impressed how small the phone was. I remember my mom specifically had this phone. And now that I think about it, my parents were bougie. They had cell phones really early on. For any kids who are listening to this and have absolutely no idea what we're talking about because all phones are touchscreen now, these phones didn't have a touchscreen or anything like that. You could only see numbers mm -hmm. on the phone for who you were calling and you had like a very limited menu, if any. You also had to pay for how long you talked to people. Minutes. Yeah. There's no texting. No, not yet. So we find out the students who passed away in the car went to the same school as her niece. And this is where she starts interviewing friends outside the home where the funeral is taking place. One of them does say Masami went crazy. She won't even go near TV. Masami being the girl who was with Tamako when in the she beginning. passed, but yeah. did not see the video. She's back at work. She's reviewing the video with the cops who are taking the bodies out of the car. And her assistant is telling her the bodies were found inside the car. The car was locked. So it's strange because it doesn't seem like any one attacked them killed them yeah and they're watching the video you could see that the bodies are being pulled out we get a quick shot of the oh, girl they pull her out of the left side of the car and her face is frozen upside down that's the first time that we see aside from tamako that iconic frozen surprise face, face yeah i thought it was funny that they said their hearts simply stopped they just started kissing and died i was like <laughs> you ever make out so hard you just fucking die every time every time yeah i love you babe <laughs> i ain't never gonna stop loving you till i die <laughs> i also noticed that she's not very emotional about her niece's death. She's treating it very like, this is my next story. I think it's hard for Us to people say. in certain industries to 
feel, especially if they're exposed to certain things a lot. So like Johnny, you know, he's been in the medical industry for so long and he used to see people die all the time. So when people die, he's like, yeah. I mean, but know, it's her it own family. I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to put some logic to it. If you're exposed to things like this all the time, I mean, you might have some sort of numbness or block in the mind for that kind of thing. Fair point. She goes to visit her sister. She kind of makes her way up to Tomiko's room and she finds this note like flapping in the wind. It mm-hmm. is kind of a receipt to pick up photos because once again, boys and girls, when you took photos, they weren't just magically in your phone. You had to go print them and pick them up to see how they turned out. How did we survive? You know, I think it's funny that this used to be what we used to do and we used to cherish photos so much more. And now we take how many hundreds of thousands of photos and never look back? I think the only reason that we ever look back is because everyone gets those reminders from from Apple or Google or whoever and is like, one year ago today you did this. And you're like, what? (laughs) Why'd I look like that? I saw a meme that was like, Facebook be like, four years ago today you were skinny. (laughs) (laughs) It really do be like that. Damn, Facebook too. (laughs) You even gotta come at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to point out that later we learned that there are people who have ESP. Tamako's mom in this scene comes into the room creepily. Reiko's like looking at the receipt and turns around and the mom already in the doorway they're talking to her yeah and she has flashbacks of when she found tamako in the closet very creepy though oh, yeah very creepy it's like a quick flash but it's flashes like these that later characters who do have esp have their visions and so i'm thinking are there other characters throughout this movie that maybe aren't clarified to have that i think tamako is like reaching out because they say they see her or feel her presence so she takes this receipt and go gets the photos developed and she finds that her niece went on like a weekend of going to this cabin with a group of friends. As she's looking through the photos, they're pretty normal for the most part, but she comes across ones we're assuming after they've seen the video where their faces are completely blurred and distorted in the film. I'm laughing ahead of time because I was reading a note. Kid says Tamako died because of the video. She's like, bitch, you better shut the fuck up. And he's like, okay. Yeah, I wrote down, <laughs> kid says something creepy and leaves. <laughs> Love our notes. Yeah, (laughs) we're great at these. But she does, like, overreact. Maybe she doesn't want her kid to be like her ex husband having these powers. I guess that's true. She goes to Izu Pacific Island because it turns out that that's where the cabin was that they hung out at. This scene is very slow and suspenseful, but nothing really happens. There's like a notebook. The notebook has like no significance no. whatsoever. I was like, I was it. sitting down at work yesterday and I was thinking like, what the fuck did the fat mom, fat dad, and fat kid thing have in the to notebook do with have to do with anything? And she just laughs at it. <laughs> mom and dad are fat, so, so I'm, I'm fat, fat too. Kind of depressing kid. It is. Got some body image issues there. So she doesn't even find the video there. No. And she goes and asks a couple more questions. She finds that there's like a front desk. Mm-hmm. And she asks the guy, you know, hey, do you know anything about those kids that were here? And he's got a, a giant wall of VHSs. So I think, I don't know if this is true because I didn't stay in a lot of hotels when I was a kid in the 90s. But it's possible like there wasn't a pay-per-view or like cable TV and you could go to the front desk of hotels and maybe rent a movie there, which would make sense. Oddly enough, the only weird and unlabeled video is the one that happens to be the Catches her attention and she finds it super convenient. Also in the form of a flash. I think it's to emphasize this is the creepy video. She takes it back to the same cabin, only kind of hesitates before watching it. She pops it in and this is the first time the audience sees and she sees what is on this film. It is a woman brushing her hair creepily in a mirror. There's also flashes of someone standing in the doorway. Is there? I didn't catch that because it's pretty grainy. Unless that's not until later because it seems like the video changes. There's so many clips of this video and they do seem to kind of change. We get this like scene of people crawling backwards 
kind of like disturbing. You didn't yeah. see that? I did, but okay. I don't. I don't know why, because it's never really clarified. There's also the character who's wearing it looks like something over their head, oh, like a rag, and, and they're pointing, which comes into play a lot later. A close up on someone's eyes. It's a symbol, right? It's her name. It's, it's a Sada, Sada yeah. which is like the beginning of her name, but we don't mm-hmm. know that. There is a, a bunch of words shown to be distorted which we let her find out means eruption it shows a well and that's it immediately after she's done watching the film and the screen goes black you see the creepy girl in, in yes. the reflection of the tv and then the phone rings picks up and it's just the sound of like a fly yeah it sounds like a, like a buzzing like a sound i could be that i'm remembering the american version she's like fuck i have one week she takes the video and leaves. But you knew that before you put the freaking tape in. I like don't understand the, her. It's like when we hear sounds in the house. Oh, we should you know? talk about this stuff. We, we've we've been hearing more and more sounds lately, and I'm like, are we invoking something? But you know, my immediate thoughts not to assume that we're about to die. It's like I this guess. is probably bullshit, you know? Part of her probably thinks deep down. There's like, that doubt you're worried. like. But Eh, it's probably fine, right? It's probably nothing. And she's a reporter. I mean, we always have the story of the reporters doing things that they're not supposed to just oh for the sake God. of the story, you know? Yeah. The next scene is uh, a funny little encounter between Yuichi and this guy. We don't know who the guy we is. We don't know yet. who he is. They're literally standing in the rain. They both have the umbrellas and they're like having a stare down. You as the viewer, you don't know it's his dad until like way later. I wonder if Yuichi even knows. Oh, he probably knows because I think he also has that like ESPN or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, sports. Do so you think she's kind of just inviting a a friend over to watch this tape and you pointed it out right away that as soon as he walks into the room he's sketched out yeah he walks in and i immediately was like is he a medium because he walks in Which, takes his jacket off and is like Oof. it makes sense when once you pointed it out it turns out to be true she has him watch the video he's about like it. so what you think if i watch this video someone's gonna call me too and say i only have a week and he's very skeptical obviously yeah. about this story if i was psychic i don't think i'd be skeptical about anything true if you know that this is possible in your respect. You see ghosts all the time. Why not? She has him take a picture of her and her photo comes out distorted like her niece's photos. <laughs> it just looks like a horrible Photoshop. It does look <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. It looks <laughs> like someone just scary. took the blur tool and, and Photoshop just crazy on her face. Yeah, <laughs> Beautiful. Put <laughs> it in the film. He also makes a joke and is like, if it's really going to kill me, why not go to a shrine and just get an exorcism done? He takes the video, puts it in. She walks out. She's panicking. Yeah. Also, I like how she just invited her ex-husband to die. I mean, Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it like, is hey. an ex-husband. He watches the video and he is waiting for a call that never happens. So he's even more skeptical. That's also never clarified. Like, why is. he didn't get a call. She only got a call because she was in the cabin where her body was underneath. But if you're a supernatural entity, can't you call everywhere? She didn't have a cell phone with an antenna, she okay? 5G. She didn't have 5G to make <laughs> long distance calls. Well, if, it, if she had signal in the cabin, I imagine she had signal everywhere else because try having signal anywhere. In the middle of, yeah, Yeah. of a cabin. Mm -hmm. Did we mention that? He asked for a copy already. No, he's like, someone had to have made this and we need to figure out who. The movie does a good job of keeping track of time to say, you know, Tuesday, two days later. Wednesday. They needed that shit in the Blair Witch Project because I was so <laughs> lost. The guy's at the park and I think this scene's pretty cool. He's just taking down notes or something. It's a busy street. He's thinking, is it you? Was it you? Did you do this? The footsteps start and it seems like a woman wearing these white shoes that seem to be scuffed and dirty. He looks at just the feet. He kind of snaps out of it and there's no one there. Oh. The sound returns. The next scene is them trying to make sense of the video again. He realizes that the scrambled words say eruption. He plays the video like so slow and, and just keeps cringing and like 
turning his head in different ways and he's like listening and happens to catch this phrase frolic and brian goblins be thine don't you hate when certain things pop out to you that you've never heard before and then you start to hear them forever on today i was watching masters of the universe and someone they're like water people and they're like something something i'm gonna kill you in the brian and i was like i don't even know what brian is Until and I they said it brian movie. today <laughs> That is funny. His wife goes to give him a copy of this video at his home. The student walks in and is introduced to Reiko, who we find out he introduces her as his ex-wife. And I believe he is 100% fucking this student. Oh, for sure. They're like weirdly flirty. She's like at his house. She stays at his house when he's walking his ex-wife out, you know? Before we move on to, they do point out that the woman brushing her hair... At the angle that the video would potentially be taken, there should be the reflection of whoever the cameraman is behind her, and there is no one. So they continue at the office. Another important point in the scene is this is the first time he asks about her son and if Yerch. he should be home alone. Mm -hmm. We don't know at this point that he is the father. He's pretty uninvolved for a father. You think he'll be all right? Yeah, all right. Yeah, he's cool. fine. Cool. He didn't even talk to him when they were outside in the rain. Yeah. He expected him to care. We find out that Frolic in the Brine, Goblin Be Thine, is a saying from an island where there was a volcano. She goes to what seems like a library, and she finds text in a newspaper from 40 years ago. It's like a shot of a newspaper in the mm -hmm. video. She finds the exact text fucking hard in 1998. Yeah. Because you don't have, like, quick search on That's the computer. That's what I was going to say. So much of this film, if it was made now, would just be, like, a quick Google search. <laughs> yeah. Because they're both in the library at this point, searching through the archives. They find articles that say things like, woman with ESP. Did woman on this island predict the volcano eruption? He say, I'll talk to your correspondent. You go hang out with Yochi. So he... Reaches out to her contact, says he finds out where the slogan is from. The saying comes from Oshima. She's like, what do you mean we gotta go travel there? I got like three days to live. And he's like, what choice do we have? Which doesn't put things in perspective because they go anyway, and they still have like two days when they get back. So it's like, where the fuck did you think you were going? Before they leave, she drops off her son at her father's house. And we get these like touching scenes of them bonding and hanging out. She puts her son to bed and then falls asleep herself. And the next scene is her waking up to see that her son is missing. She goes out to look for him and finds him watching the cursed video. And she is freaking out, obviously. Yeah, she's like shaking the shit out of him. She's like, why did you do this? Why are you watching it? He's like, Tamako told me to do it. So now the stakes are even higher because not only is she gonna die, she has to find a way to break this curse before her son also dies. They're headed to Oshima on a boat. Tamako has appeared to the ex-husband. It should have ended with those kids. It would have spread anyway. And yeah, it makes sense. Had this happened, let's say, modern day, and if it was real, this would have spread on YouTube and everyone would have So I think dead. one of the last... <laughs> films because this went on to be a franchise someone uploads it to the internet we get a little bit of backstory on the family that shizuko belonged to we find out that they kind of ran like the fishing business in the town as well as run an inn the inn is still standing and that's where they're headed to on their way to the inn is where we get the backstory of what the ex-husband has been investigating and what he's been up to there's also reference to shizuko as having been pretty famous on the island before she killed herself and was also referred to as a seer. Basically confirms that she's got powers. The doctor is basically trying to prove that ESPN exists by... ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, now it's just a joke. But he was fired from the university for running these experiments. This is the first, I guess, like obvious hint that the ex-husband is psychic. He mentions that she was not normal like he's not normal. They show up at the place. He just like automatically knows where the creepy mirror is. 
Yeah, he just opens the door. The woman that's like trying to show them to their room is like trying to like walk past and he just like stops and knows, flings the door open <laughs> and there's the mirror that is seen in the video. Proof he's got ESP. They turn around, the father is standing there and he's like pissed. Reiko starts to bombard him screaming. with questions. Yeah, and starts screaming at him. She's like losing it. Um, and he's like, leave me alone. <laughs> runs away. Seriously, that would be my <laughs> reaction too. The next scene is them having dinner for the night. She is like completely losing it at this point. Justifiably. Be with me when I die. She has like two days to live. Take care of Yoichi. Save him. And he's like, bitch, I got a day too right after you. Yeah, die. truly. <laughs> I'm gone like the next day. But she's asking him if he finds a cure in that extra day he has to try and save her son. This is where we find out that he's the father, right? He's like, well, it's all right. Maybe we should both just be dead because we should have not had kids. Oh, dude, not the time <laughs> to bring this up. <laughs> Clearly you hate Yoichi. Yeah, he, like he's kind of concerned for him. He's kind of concerned that she leaves him alone a lot, but not enough to fucking take care of him. And be there. Yeah. yeah. And we get the scene where the, I don't know who she is. I'm assuming she's related to this family in some way. She Gives him a photo of the doctor and Shizuko. They're running into the guy on the shore. And he's saying that Shizuko used to sit there and stare out at the sea like all day. And that it was strange because for them the sea is bad luck. He it would say that the them. fishermen even hated seeing her out there. I think the town already feared her as a seer, possibly. This is where we find out the extent of the ex-husband's powers. He like tells him like, I can see things and... Yeah, he's basically spooking the dad because the yeah. dad's just like having a regular conversation. And this guy's like, I know what you did. Last summer. Yeah. So he grabs the father and he sees this flashback of what seems to be like the showcase of Shizuko's powers. She, I think, is predicting words inside of a box. It's some fancy tool just to very be like box. a very glorified box. Yeah, cause it looks like a <laughs> machine, but it's just holding words in it. Maybe the point was to say it's like if she is cheating, it's a very protected and sealed mm. box or something. I don't know. That could be it. So she's guessing everything correctly. And then one of the men there, he seems to be from the newspaper or other professors that are like observing the study. He straight up gets up and starts yelling at her and calling her a fraud. I wouldn't get why you would have such a like shocking angry reaction you you know what you're here to see she like backs away and she's like scared yeah it's, it's a, room a room full, full of screaming men dudes yelling yeah. at you the one who started accusing them of fraud just drops, just drops to the ground with his mouth and eyes open there's no obvious reason for it behind the curtain that's in the scene shizuko is like why did you do this the curtain kind of moves back and Sadako is a young girl who has her hair in her face but... she also has no fingernails her image is very like distressed to how she looks or her hair i wonder if that's just how the entity presents itself in all these like i'm sure like as a kid she wasn't kept that like her hair and her face no fingernails she's only projecting as like the angry spirit what she looked like before she died yes literally the image of what she looked like because we don't see her in any other way sadako runs away and it seems like reiko is here in this flashback with, with them sadako pauses in front of reiko and grabs her arm it's like she snaps out of it and reiko passes out in the present and has the mark on her arm it's either that the curse reaches because how was because yeah. how was reiko in the flashback that the ex-husband was having unless she Could also might have something be like that. that they that are connected yeah like because they had a relationship because he's been inside her you know like she got some magical powers <laughs> she had his kid if his kid was psychic maybe be like some part of her is also is that how that works no so now i don't know okay if people have sex they've got each other's dna well yes that, that happens inside of them when you when, you when a me. man and a woman yeah so when a man and a woman 
Women no, love each I'm other. No, I'm talking about that the act of sex doesn't just suddenly give the other person genes that they didn't have before. I mean, if you... Not in the form of a baby. I'm talking about in general. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying that, Yes, like, they're not, like, like absorbing not, their genes. Like, having sex doesn't genetically change someone else entirely. <laughs> That's an interesting theory. You know, my mom used to say that you could tell that someone wasn't a virgin anymore because their body changes physically and visibly. A woman? Like, her hips get bigger? That's what I always used to say. But is that real? I don't no, think right? so. No, I think it's something. I, I used to think it was, like, you look more swole or something. I don't know. You look more veiny. <laughs> if anything, you probably look drained. Because every time you lose your soul. Yeah. That is a weird... I, obviously, I know why she said it, so she'd be like, I know when you're doing it. <laughs> but it's a weird thing to tell children. So the storm is approaching. They've been talking about this storm that's been approaching forever, but it's a plot point to say it's going to take you forever to get home, and the dad's like, I'll take you. Yes. Because the storm's basically stopping them, and there's no one who wants to join them on this... Which I found was odd because they're, like, accusing him of being, like, a horrible father. He doesn't know where his granddaughter went. Like, they guilt him so much that... 40 years later, this man's, like, already just chilling, vacationing and shit. And these two people out of nowhere come back to remind him of Of his past. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. No one ever better come back to me when I'm in, like, my 80s and bother me about some bullshit that happened. And my kids did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care how fake or real it is. He's basically saying that this video was created from her rage so he doesn't think she's alive like her rage had to create this otherworldly video so they call reiko's assistant again she's like hey try to find out about this doctor and sadako she'll probably be in her 40s and then he calls back and he's like there's absolutely no trace of them she kind of gets like this moment of realization and clarity where she's like the only place i received a phone call was in that cabin that's where he must have taken her because they have not been seen since then. They go back to the main island and pick up some shovels, rope, and some buckets for some reason. At this point, you don't know what they're planning. While they're driving up there, you get the sense that they're gonna like find her body and put her to rest. And they believe that her body resides in the cabin. How though? Supernatural style? They're just gonna like surround the body with salt and just light it on fire? Isn't that how they did it in Supernatural? I thought they shot them with salt gunpowder. That's salt gunpowder. But there's yeah. a way to like put the bones to rest, isn't there? It's like you burn the bones with something. Possibly with salt as well. Am I thinking of The Witcher? Yeah, in The Witcher, I think you have to like burn the bones with something. Did you see that? Season 2 is coming out in like December. Oh, really? That's good. December's so random. It's like Christmas time. Here's no, some nothing, Witcher stories. Nothing gets you in the Christmas spirit like, more than Henry Cavill taking 20 baths. I mean, for you, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the well is under the cabin. They the just automatically just know, knows that, like you said. Yeah, he like starts smacking the wall with a crowbar. It's covered by the lid. I thought it was cemented in. I thought so too. Yeah, and I was like, like, what are they going to do? Off. I was like, oh, okay. They touch the lid, like you said. And Reiko also sees it. So I'm thinking that there's Does he characters. grab her hand, put it on there, mm-hmm. and they both... Okay, I thought he like mm-hmm. grabbed her hand at one point to see the vision, but... I don't know. I could be wrong. They see that the doctor basically... Whoosh, oh in the back God. of the head. It was this like those... Scene like, is so cartoonish. Yeah, I was thinking it's like <laughs> yeah. those like Charles Chaplin like comedies, like physical comedies. Watch. She's just like looking over the well for some fucking reason, and the dad's like thunk, <laughs> falls in. That's exactly what the scene reminded me of. Kind of not scary. Yeah, but he throws her in, and then the way he like looks around is like he's like oh, <laughs> out of breath. See me. <laughs> Guy goes in. Sadako was still alive. She tried to climb out because. You he notice her, her like smeared bloody prints, which is a horrible way to die. I think if you're like killing someone with psychic powers, you gotta make sure they're dead in the first go before they even realize what's happening. Do you? Yes, because the reason she's able to create the video is because she's so angry and like had time to. I mean, it seems like they didn't really understand her powers in the first place. That's true. Either. I mean, she can kill a person. I wouldn't mess with her. I'd just leave her alone. Sure, sweetie, go kill everybody. It's fine with me. Just leave me alone. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> you gonna die eventually. If she can will a guy to death, why didn't she will him to death from down there? Right? Or maybe she felt like that's her dad. Or maybe she did, and he's just dead out there somewhere. That's but... true. You never know what happens to him after no. that. No. But, I mean, she's still stuck in the well, so. What are you gonna do? Die. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> And create a video. So their awful plan is to drain this well, which is how we got this drink idea. And they're like, we got like... Till sundown. Five hours. Let's just take all the water out one bucket at a time. One bucket at a time. And I'm like, this was not... And it never seems like the water even goes down. No. I think (laughs) if... They have a flashlight, right? I think the more effective thing to do would have been like to just dive in, get some goggles, One and of those, try to like, find the body. Masks. Yeah. Yeah. Saved so much time. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta build suspense. I also didn't understand what the logic was, because when he's down there, it seems like he's standing. So yes, she... they reach the bottom completely. Yeah, they're just standing in the water. So you could just like walk around a little bit till you bump into the well's not that big. Eventually Reiko gets so tired of like pulling up the buckets of water, they switch. She or... finds it immediately too, right? Immediately. She just like jumps in and he's he starts pulling one bucket out and she's already found the body. So he You know, could... he's just a man. He can't find anything. She hit it. Okay. She mm. hit it from oh, him. Oh, yes. She completely hit it from him. He told my dad a joke like that this weekend and he laughed a little too hard. He did. Because he said <laughs> About that how your wives mom hide things. But some envelope away that he yeah. needed to give you. And I was like, yeah, it's just uh, how it works out, right? They put everything away and we can never find it. That is literally like <laughs> an argument I heard a million times from my parents growing up. <laughs> she finds the body and it's a very weird scene because she like grabs the head and peels it, off well, the it, skin kind of it looks like she's coming up out of the water yes in like a creepy effect i don't think that's how a body would decompose in water i think the body would bloat like completely over 40 years would the hair still be there i don't think the hair would still be there i think you would only at that point find a disgusting water full of body parts decay yeah, it would reek you think you'd only find a skeleton at that point. An infection. And they're in there. Germs. Okay, anyway. This is why I didn't also, want to drink this drink. When the guy's like, she died down here, there's fresh blood on the walls. It's it's pretty red blood and it would definitely be like rusty. It wouldn't even look like blood. It'd yeah, look it'd look like a stain. Yeah. Like Loki's blood on the stairs. I was seeing this. <laughs> it's still there. They do a great job cleaning here, apparently. Listen, we didn't harm our dog. No. He has like really long veins, apparently, the vet told us. So he was bleeding like he was about to die from his yeah. getting his nails Trim. Like he was dismembered. Yeah, and he got blood all on the stairs. That was months ago. Days after they trimmed his nails too. I had yeah. walked him and his nail like was I guess, still bleeding. Up a bit. Yeah, yeah I, I guess from the cement opened up again. <laughs> There's like his bloody footprints leading out. Still there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not bright red is what we're saying. They're dark red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on white floor, but this is like stone. You wouldn't yes. even see it. She finds the body and hugs it. And then the husband just calls out like, yo, it's 710. You survived. We saved. <laughs> we did it. Again, what was their plan? I thought their plan was to like give her a proper burial. They didn't even get to do that. There's no clear reason as to why they didn't die. Right? Not yet. She's like, I hugged her, so that's what saved me. Like, is that the only understanding? Is that we found Possibly, the body? Possibly, and... like, maybe this girl has never had compassion in her life, and like, this mother figure showed her compassion. But she did. But she's clearly still out there being vengeful. As soon as her husband points out the time, she passes out. The then, cops there investigating the house. Yeah, digging up the body. They're there with their blankets on. Why'd he kill her? Maybe he wasn't human. Oh, yes. What does that mean? No, he's saying, like, why did her father kill her? And he was like, maybe he wasn't even the father. I thought he was implying that she was, like, some kind of, like, paranormal entity fathered by a demon. I could be wrong. He could just mean that the man is evil. And I'm looking Uh, into this way too much. Well, that's why I was confused. (laughs) Is that it? Is that they're saying that the doctor wasn't even her dad? I thought that he said that. They're not even 100% sure that that's the dad. They're just, like, speculating. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Are they implying that Shizuko? 
go fuck the demon? Like, Maybe. That That's why she's psychic. So why is he psychic? He fucked a demon too? Is Reiko yeah. a demon? Yeah. She's got psychic powers because she fucked him. Wait, so, so which psychic one, which powers. one came first? Chicken or the egg? <laughs> the demon or the psychic power? <laughs> we get this title card that indicates that it's Tuesday. He's back in his home. Things seem normal. And then the video starts playing on his TV. And he's like freaked out. Like what's going on? It's not starting from the beginning. It's just the well scene. This, this next five minutes-ish are pretty intense. It seems like Reiko also, right before this, it's kind of like the moment of realization that, but is it over? Because Reiko seems to be worried too. But it might not be. Because it's Tuesday. He's watching the video and he's like, no, what the fuck? It's probably the most iconic scene of this movie. It is Sadako, she's crawling out of the well and it's creepy enough the way she's moving and crawling out of the well, but then she gets to the screen and she crawls out of it towards mm. him and he's freaking out. He the phone's ringing away. too and he tries to answer it, but he just loses track of the phone and is backing away from Sadako. He's scared as shit. She stands up once she's outside of the TV. Her eye looks super crazy and intense. He freeze frame dies with his mouth open. His heart stops. She stops his heart, mm -hmm. which is her MO. Yeah, and it's like the same freeze frame at the beginning of the film that happened to Tamako. His ex-wife is rushing to the scene of the crime to see what happened to check in on him the cops like we already picked up the body the student that he was totally boning is there having like a panic attack because she found the body and he looked really demented so does that mean she also has zsp now it's possible Just check in on her she just walks into what could be a potential crime scene and no one stops her <laughs> like this man just died here well if they already picked up the body it seems they assume like he had a heart attack it seemed like they were just picking up and she showed up way too late she starts to freak out because she's like what the hell what then the curse mean? isn't broken yoichi i think is still with her father she's literally home. asking herself what did i do different than him she's sitting there she sees a figure in the reflection of her tv that pointing that at her seen. purse on the sofa she goes to check and the video is behind her purse looks at it and it says copy mm -hmm. on it basically has a realization that because she showed the video to her ex-husband she, she was saved on. from the moment that she showed it to him fucked because yes you don't know that you're saved meanwhile you're freaking out for the last seven days thinking you're about Truly to Truly you're stressed all week <laughs> and you don't know that you're going to be fine. Just to quickly tie it, I think earlier we mentioned that the guy with the rag on his face pointing at it plays a role later. It's the same guy from the video or it's her ex-husband? Yeah, because she says his name yeah. and it's pointing. And it, we know he has powers, so is it possible that he's like reaching out to her from beyond the grave? But yes, it's to point out that... She has the copy of the video. She rips her like VHS player out of her TV. She takes the thing and she's like racing to her son because she's going to make him make a copy and have him pass it on to someone else to save mm -hmm. him. I think it pans back to the interview she was having with the schoolgirls. So it's like a scene that wasn't shown at the beginning. She had already recorded this information and she just like didn't oh. remember it. Why didn't she remember it? She probably just thought it was a rumor. She wasn't taking this seriously at the beginning. Oh yeah? It's like chain mail come to life. Do you remember getting those? Yeah. Like emails they exist and texts. As chain posts. But before it was like you would email. get a text or an email yeah. saying like you were cursed. Yeah, it's like send this to 20 people or God is going to kill you. Or you're going to die. By God. Yeah. Because God kills you because you don't send What texts. a great time to be alive. Do you remember the first time you ever received one of those though and freaking out? Yes, I definitely send it to a lot of people. And I would just send them because I thought like, well, this is kind of funny. Just like pass Really? It you never freaked out the first time you got the first, it? I don't even remember. I just remember that I would always send it to like friends and then i would have one friend who was like don't oh, send me this shit don't send me this shit you're so fucking gullible and i'm like it's just for fun dude chill out yeah 
Like, <laughs> but just in case, because I am Is that Mexican. person still your friend? No. Good. I don't think I've stayed friends with anyone from grammar school. Martin, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I know you are. Thanks. <laughs> Did you send him chain Maybe. Text? I don't remember anything. But I remember being a kid and seeing those for the first time. And, you know, because I was on the internet as a kid under Johnny's computer. So I was like probably five, six years old when I first saw my first chain thing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. That is way too young to be on the internet. What was it, 98? <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. You saw the chain of this movie. Yeah, I watched the video and made sure to send it to the school bully. <laughs> just going to send this over so to you real quick. Your yeah. DMs. <laughs> Before DMs are Your thing. AOL DMs. <laughs> That was funny. We were watching um, Pierce Street and they're like on Messenger in 94. Yeah. Like that is super early. I remember I used to be on the Yahoo chats and like play Yahoo pool and talk to random people all over the world as a child. Yeah, I forgot would... that it was like something that you got made fun of for, for being on the internet. Like yeah. the internet was for nerds. Now it's for... ASL. I used to think that ASL meant asleep and I'd be like, no, I'm right here. Do you know what ASL is? I feel like you've told me before. Age, sex, location was mm -hmm. like the first thing you would send someone. Yeah. To be like, how old are you? Where are you from? Are you a boy or a girl? Sounds like you talk to a lot of pedophiles. Possibly. <laughs> I would also lie about my age. I'd be like, I'm not six. I'm 25. I'm 37. What's a cool age? 50. 50. <laughs> <laughs> it's the coolest age. <laughs> But yeah, what'd you think of this movie? I like it better than what I can remember the American movie. Oh, it is way better. I like the story. I like the uh, like the sci-fi piece of it, the ESP, and that it's just the revenge of someone. You don't really ever get the motive of Sadako. I think it's just she's angry. But if it gets, if you imagine that the dad is an asshole who's just experimenting just on her revenge. mom. And she's in this kind of fucked up home, if, you were, if at all. If you were born of these fucked up experiments. Shizuko at least is presented as like a nice lady. It kind of just seems like she was like really misunderstood and ridiculed for her powers yeah. and that could cause her daughter to be angry and then her daughter's stronger than her. Well, and her dad probably didn't care about her. Potentially. Like, it sounds like he took advantage of her mother because he was already married with other children. So, like, if not the best circumstances to be born into. I so, find this film pretty good because it has such a strong, like, folklore. You are trying to figure out why she does what she does and it's explained. They never show her in her entirety and I think that keeps her scary. They never like Sadako. fully show her face. She's a mystery still. Yeah. The twist I... at the end is pretty fun because it just makes the whole movie like pointless. <laughs> like uh, oh shit. Oh fuck. You could have saved yourself. You know you can only do that so many times though before like everyone in the world would be dead. Is it possible to double up? Do you know what I mean? Like if you watch it and then you pass it on to someone and then someone else like years later comes back to you and is like hey you want to check out this video? This porno? I'm a Assuming at some point it becomes so well known that it's a video that can kill you, that people are going to be right. like, no. You, like, can you get it passed on to you again? And then you got to like keep going? At what point do people just start saying, no, I don't want to watch it. And then there's that one person who's like, I can't share it anymore and I die. 1000% because Latinos wouldn't watch that shit. No, they'd be like, what? what video is this? Suspicious. Oh, the one, the oh, one no, no, no. that kills people in a week? Eso no es de Dios. No. <laughs> I'm going to give this film... Okay, here's the thing. It's not scary. No, not at all. There is like unsettling imagery. So like story-wise, I think it's great. I think it's like an 8.5. But horror film-wise, maybe maybe Four. closer to a, a 7. Oh, really? No, like, I'm going to take away a couple points for not being super scary. So I'd give it a 7 out of 10. I think as a movie, yeah. 8. Scary, I'd say 4. Like the only scary piece is like those flashes, but... No, it could also be scary. that... In the scary movies, they make fun of it so much that I'm just like not afraid of it. So do you want to talk about what scared Loki this week? 
he got spooked by the weirdest things in this movie. Did you see that he got scared when they were fishing? The grandpa yeah. and the son are fishing. He was like laying down and then just fucking jumped up. I don't know. Oh, there was also a spider on the, on the floor that... It might have been the spider <laughs> yeah. that scared him, not the fish. Yeah, he went to go eat it and also pointed it out to me because I was looking for it. Yeah. Two times in, in two days that Loki's helped me find something because on our walk today, he found $16. <laughs> I was ready to yell at him. He always picks up goose poop and leaves and grass and shit. So I was ready to yell at him to drop it until I like I wear glasses and I'm sometimes walking without them. I was like, what? what were you even trying to eat anyway? And I was like, oh shit, this is money. And I looked around and I was like, I'm putting in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, he found $16, little guy. And he's like, this is for the good treats. Slides in. You don't be buying me anymore. $16. Yeah. I'm just going to tip you because you're doing an amazing job here as a dog <laughs> parent. <laughs> good job. Yeah. I, I posted no. Loki on our story finding the the 15 bucks and one of my ex-coworkers was like, I want to take him for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I thought it was going like to start wrenching him out, sniffer dog for money. He was also scared of the, the bicycle. He does not like bikes. I thought he was going to bark when he saw my bike. I think he doesn't like the sound they make, like the the clicking when people are hmm. pedaling because he didn't really care about your bike when you brought it in. No, maybe we should take him out with the bike. Oh, we're going to we're so. going to get those attachments for the bike that people put their kids and dogs in. Yeah. I would totally do that. I don't think he would say, well, actually he would. He would because he's scared it's, of heights. it's closed and we'd be moving. And he's also scared of heights. It's not going to be that high, but he just does not like being elevated at all. No. It's just funny because we would carry him as a puppy. Yeah. He actually lets himself get carried. Might also be because he's scared of Because he's scared. He's like, do <laughs> yeah. not drop me. He used to be so awkward when he would see his own reflection. Do you remember? He'd do that like <laughs> monkey puppet meme. Yeah. <laughs> he'd, he'd like side-eye himself. Yeah. <laughs> now he just barks at it. Yeah. But do you want to tell us about it, Loki? Fuck them bikes. No, we're going to put him on one. Okay, good. <laughs> and then maybe he'll feel a little better next maybe. time we see a bike in a movie. <laughs> then he'll get excited. He'll get on another person's bike. Anything else I wanted to bring up? Oh, yeah. We've been hearing strange things in the house. I don't know if we want to touch on that. Two nights in a row, both of us felt like we heard that someone was in yeah. in our place. So much so that I even like had a dream to like explain it away in my own mind. But yeah, the past two nights we've been feeling like we've heard people in our house. And then you left the house the other day and something like fell. Something crashed in the house. Loki was barking because... And I came alert. in right after. You came in right after. So I was like, was that you? Did you drop something like outside the door? And you're like, no. That night that I had heard sounds in the bathroom, we were already asleep. You were still next to me. But I kept hearing like someone was in the bathroom because our bathroom was like right next to the bedroom. And then another night... Felt kitchen, like I heard someone in the kitchen. It sounded like something on the counter and footsteps. Yeah. We don't post an episode next week. It's because we're dead. No. Seven days. Seven days. <laughs> cool. cool. Is that a, it for us here? Yeah. So as always, we hope you guys had a good time here with us. You can follow us pretty much anywhere at Shaken Not Scared Pod, except Twitter. Twitter is Shaken Scared Pod. You could send us an email at shakennotscaredpod at gmail.com. You can support the show on Patreon. We'll name our next drink after you with mentions on our website where the drink page will love forever. We'll call you something probably better than Mudblood and Boogers. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting sites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, a bunch of others. Give us a listen. Give us a follow. Throw Loki a treat. Like, rate, review all that good stuff. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.